Welcome to episode 24 of the Wedding Wisdom Podcast with Doug Winters, and I am your host, Doug Winters. I'm very excited about bringing you today's episode because I got a chance to sit down with the magnificent Harriet Rose Katz. Hearing Harriet's origin story is truly like listening to Anna Wintour talking about fashion or Richard Avedon talking about photography. I could wax on about how wonderful I think Harriet is, how warm and funny and beautiful and chic and elegant, but I think that comes through in my conversation. So without further ado, here's me and Harriet. All right. So as long as you've, as you've been in the business. Yes. So <laughs> this is very exciting for me because the name Harriet Rose Katz has always been associated with high-end weddings, high-end events. But the name Harriet Rose Katz, just not Harriet, not Mrs. Katz, not Mrs. Rose Katz, just one name, Harriet Rose Katz, like George Washington Carver. <laughs> you know, it's just one name. has uh, always been associated with the, just the creme de la creme. How did you start out? Was that your goal to go for the high-end thing? Because I know you're doing the, the chosen few now. It's always been high-end. When I started this company, I was in the interior design business running a showroom. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I ran a, a showroom, a Texas company. It made beautiful furniture in the Gucci building at um, 689 Fifth Avenue. And I ran their showroom. And I decided to go on the other end of the business. I had been in that business for 10 years mm. it, and then came over to this. And around the same time, I met Marty Katz, Dr. Martin R. Katz. See, I never knew this story. I knew, knew if Katz was your married name or if that was your... That was my second married name. Okay. My first married name was Rose, and it was Burton Rose, who died when Melissa was eight months old. Oh, wow. And she... Um, and in business, I was Harriet Rose. Yeah. Um, and then when I married Marty, I was Harriet Katz personally. Thank you. Oh, you wanted to keep the name Harriet Rose. I didn't Rose. know. And, mm -hmm. and then I was Harriet Rose in business. And it was only after Marty died that I took the name Harriet Rose Katz. Because I didn't know who I was. Oh, who knew wow. me in business and who knew me personally. What was your maiden name? Myers. Okay. So um, it was interesting. I, uh, so I'm working in the showroom. Right. And they asked me if I wanted to do Designer Saturday, which was one day a month. Everybody, every showroom. It's called Designer Saturday? Uh-huh. Okay. It was called Designer Saturday. Everybody who participated wanted to get the people into their showroom, of course. Sure. And so they asked me what they should do. And I said, well, if you don't do it in a big way, don't do it. So they said, okay, do what so you, you want. So you invented the term, go big or go home. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> And so I said, okay. Well, now I was really stumped. What was I going to do in this beautiful showroom to bring people in? Now that you open your mouth. <laughs> so they were a Texas company. Yeah. And what I wound up doing was a Texas barbecue. I was, I was going to guess. I was going to guess. A thousand people. <gasps> and Did you have it, any idea how many people were coming? I had a feeling. Okay. And, um, and we did. Texas barbecue. Oh, wow. And, um, and we also gave away, it was the first time I ever gave, gave away anything, uh, gave away cactus plants. 
uh, to everybody who was there. The two things that you immediately mm-hmm. pictured with Texas. Well, everybody who stopped, they stopped each other in the street and said, oh, my God, you should get over to Vector, get over to Vector. Well, it was highly successful. Wow. Oh, so this is almost like Fashion Week. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if they still do it, but I'll bet they still do Designer Saturday. Interesting. And then they did it for a number of years, and, um, and then eventually they realized that some showrooms get more people than others. Yeah, and so they asked me to have 5,000 um, little mini lunch boxes made, who, which I did, yeah. with a chef. Okay, and, so how do you... and every showroom had the same thing. Oh, okay. So there was no... Oh, so by then, everyone picked up your idea of yeah, catering no, right. big time. Of course. Yeah. So, um, but then my firm would come out with new and different things. Okay. And, you know, like after the, the is it pronounced ginkgo or ginkgo? I think it's the ginkgo tree. Oh, yeah, they, ginkgo, they, yeah did a table fashioned after the ginkgo tree. Right. And that table, I didn't know what to do. Ginkgo, it's Asian. I decided David Kay had opened um, a restaurant in New York called David Kay's. And Kay apostrophe S. He is the Wait, man. why do I know who that is? Because he's the man who single-handedly changed the face of Chinese food in America. Wow. Took it out of the realm of chop suey houses, which was American, it never came from China. You know, chop suey. Oh, and sure. All that stuff. Yeah. I decided to hire him. And, you know, dim sum for us mm-hmm. is so boring already, right? Yeah. In 1978 and 79, nobody had ever even heard of dim sum. And they didn't even see, you know, the steamer baskets. Anyway, I hired oh, wow. boys wow. and they were. Something we see every, every day. kitchens every day. White Nehru jackets uh-huh. in the back of the showroom, way in the offices. I had them steaming dim sum. Well, everybody went insane. Before you knew it, Vector had a better reputation for what we were serving <laughs> than, it was than, the, than their furniture. That's funny. So anyway, around that time, um, I had a boss, Harm Chamberlain, a very nice man. The company was this bought. This is at Vector. At Vector. Yeah. Um, a boss who was very nice to me. Mm-hmm. But I was very good to him, too. Sure. And ran a beautiful showroom and got a phone call from him. They had been bought by Steelcase, a Midwestern company. Okay. Which is a very... Another furniture company? A very big office furniture company. Okay. And he said to me, I just married Marty. <laughs> it was in May. Okay. And I remember my mother and mother-in-law were sitting in the showroom. And I was sitting at the front desk. Yeah. And Arm said to me, what are you going to do for Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur. <laughs> Yom Kippur. Like and I said, you mean what am I going to do for Yom Kippur? I'm going to close the way we do every year. Yeah. This is four years after I arrived there, some two years. Oh, something. I see where you're going with this big Texas firm. And he <laughs> says to me, well, you can't do that anymore. Um, you're going to have to hire someone if you're not going to be there, and you're going to have to pay for it. <gasps> My mother said that I turned the color of this wow. scarlet. Red. Oh, just so you know, by the way, and that I, is actually called a scarlet two i two. That's so funny. That is actually. A and scarlet. I said, "Well, you could take well, Harm, you can take this job and shove it straight up your ass." Good for you. And he said, "No, no, no, no. We can we can close this year." But the handwriting was on the wall. Yeah. And I was very young. Start looking. 
And I said, I have to now, this is, this is why I have to go and find a business, go into a new business and do something that has never been done or at least by me. And um, I looked for a year because if I knew if I went retail, mm-hmm. you know, like food, retail, and my husband was into wine and food, mm-hmm. very brilliant with wine and food, as a lot of doctors are. Yes, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not good for a second marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so one day, I'm really thinking about this. I didn't want to look back on my life when I was 60 years old and say, oh, geez, why didn't I do something back then? I could have really made some, yeah. some difference in this world. One day, a, man, a guy by the name of Mario Rizzovato, who worked with me at Vecta, okay. 8 o'clock in the morning, says to me, you are so stupid. <laughs> You're such a jerk. What you do for this industry, you should be doing for yourself and making money. It was as if somebody saw it off the top of my head and put a flashing light bulb in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hit me what to do. Wow. I called my husband at the office, and I said, Marty, how fast? Can you revive the name Gourmet Advisory Services? Oh, it's going to be my next question. He had done for, he was a consultant. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a nutritionist before there were nutritionists. Oh, wow. In the 70s. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he was, he was older than me. Yeah. He was eight and a half years old. No, but older still, than me. Yeah. you don't really, now so you he hear the it. term every day, you know. But not then. You should be called dietitian. If, and if he anything. had done the second program for Weight Watchers. He designed the second program. Wow. He said, today, why? And I told him the idea. He loved it. And that was it. That night, we got our first job. What? I know. Before you hung out a shingle? Before we did anything. Got our first job. And that was a great job. It was people we knew from the Shen. The Shen de Rochester, the world's oldest and most prestigious dining society. Oh, my God. Okay. You know it? Yes. You know why I know it? Because you and I sat right over there about 20 years ago and had a So I was the president for 16 years. It's, it's this, can you explain what it is? It's a, uh, it's a, it's a group of um, people, really. food and wine connoisseurs, a confrérie de la Chaine de Rotisser. Okay. And it started in 1248 in France. It was wow. brought back in 1950 in France and 1960 in the United States. And I happened to do... My God, the 40th anniversary, 20 years ago, the 40th anniversary of the Shen in the United States. It made the cover of a magazine. It was the most beautiful, fabulous party you've ever been to in your life. Wow. I did it at the plaza. And now I was the Bailly, the, the chief, the Bailly, the president. But I was the Bailly for tw- uh, 16 years. My husband was the Bailly for a few years before that. Then I left for a little bit to become the gastronomique of the United States. It's in every major city in the okay, United so States. What's a gastronomique? I mean, you can imagine what, I can imagine what a gastronomique is. You know, I was in charge of all the food served at all the What is? Is, is that a society? Like, it's what? Like the confrere? It gastronomique? is. Yeah. Oh, gastronomique is. Yeah. Is I, w- I was, my role was called um, the gastronomique of the United States. Oh, okay. Of the Shen. I see. Okay. Then, the person I gave it to at the Shen wasn't doing well, so I came back and took over the Shen again. <laughs> and then I left. No, this is a money-earning no. thing. This is just Oh, a, no. <laughs> you spent your honor- money. It's an honorarium. Yeah, you, you spent your money doing this. I'll bet. And then I realized that I had this great business going, 
I needed to spend more time on my business. Yeah. And so I left the shed. Okay. About, I, I can't, I don't really know how many years ago it was. 20. Yeah. And um, probably about 10 years ago. Right. And of course, my business flourished even more. Can you hear me from here? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But before that, um, my business, there were no party planners. There was no such thing. In nineteen, this is the one thing that Susan Holland said: is that in nineteen, when in the nineteen late nineteen seventies, it didn't exist. The term did not exist. No, there were it did not exist. Um, and I was doing, you know, a woman did a, a wonderful wedding for their daughter, for her daughter, and this is, but there was nothing. I started off doing corporate parties. That was the first school I got. Okay. Well, that's really where you started with the furniture thing. It was really a corporate party. And then that call I got that day yeah. was from, what the hell was the name of the company? I'll think of it in a minute. And we did their party at uh, Dionysus. Mm. It was a Christmas party that they hired us to do. Don't you love Christmas parties? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and we do a lot of them. So I started doing corporate parties, and then one day, chairman of a company said to me, Harriet, I need you to do my daughter's wedding. And I said, oh, you hadn't done private affairs. I don't do weddings. I do corporate. He said, well, now you do. <laughs> and there I was. In other words, open checkbook. No. Oh, no. No, okay. I don't think anybody really has an open checkbook. No, a thing. few people. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's a very different thing to do these personal parties. Yeah, oh, tell me about it. And I will tell you that <clears throat> I had a wonderful time sure. doing this. And before you know it, everything was happening. And I stayed at Vector for a year, planning my business on them. <laughs> Still doing work While you were getting them. a paycheck. But, exactly. Yeah. My big $23,000 a year. <laughs> When I found my husband turned around to me one day and said, Harriet, you are, are at the dawn of a new industry. Wow. And you are so ahead of everybody else. That's why the name Harriet wrote. You just, God, did you said, come full you circle and answer and that said, question perfectly? But what am I going to do for money? And he said, Harriet, you're $23,000 a year. Oh, he said, look, you can always <laughs> go back. Yeah. But I never once looked. I enjoyed everything I did. And I never, there were so many people who after me started to grow out of control. I would never let that happen to me. I held it down. I wouldn't take more jobs than I could do because I knew that every job had to be perfect. That is so great. Would you like to know what my second question that I, and I almost never write anything down, but well, getting to speak with Harriet Rose Katz is literally like, Having a you know sitting with the Pope or or whatever oh, whatever our industry is you know the top, and my second question was, um, how have you kept this sterling reputation since I you know since I know about the business it was like twenty seven twenty eight years ago. How it's like, forty years. Yeah. So 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 if I've been around for like thirty years, and your name instantly was the first name I heard. And if you and you say if you say it now, it's got the exact same pristine 
um, response. We're very fair to everybody. But that's very smart. But you answered that question by saying, "I never took, I didn't take any any, I I didn't take any parties. I didn't take extra parties that I knew I couldn't take care no, of. They had to be perfect. It has to be perfect. So if you have to refuse it, you refuse it. Yeah. If they wanted to change the date. They could change the date. Right. But that's how so many people got into trouble. They took on. They grew too fast. Mm -hmm. We didn't grow so fast. And I did that on purpose. Yeah. The only employee I had was Claudia, right? who That's her daughter, school, by the way. No, it's my niece. Oh, my Claudia's, oh, oh Melissa's your daughter. That's right. right. And Trish, who's also working for me. Okay. What I had was Claudia schlepping from high school on weekends, stuffing my little bag behind me and working for me. And through high school, college, husband, babies, she's been... <laughs> This is me. the Harriet. Uh, this is the Claudia Warner that I know. That's I don't know correct. if her last name is still. It's the same, Claudia okay. Warner. Yeah. And Melissa joined us. We always knew that when she had a baby, she would join us, and that was 18 years ago. And um, so she joined us while she was still pregnant, around 19 years ago, and she worked at the Hyatt with Jeff Becker. Yeah. Do you know that Jeff Becker used to live a block and a half away from me? Wow. His, his son and my son were really Well, now his son friends. is at Cipriani doing catering. He's off-premise catering at Cipriani. Yeah. And Jeff is the president of Foremost. Oh, oh, he moved up. Okay. Oh, he's a wonderful man. Yeah. And so anyway. Tell him I said hi if you see him. I will. Please. And then um, um, with Melissa came Enza and Dina. Okay. 18 years ago, but get back to the beginning. We had. So you kept it a family operation, which was beautiful. This is a family operation. Yeah. And those who work for us are part of our family. Um, so Marty died in 1987, mm. on December 11th, 1987. And my first real employee was supposed to start by assisting, who was Eddie Schoenfeld, who owns Red Farm. He was a very dear mm -hmm. friend of mine. Yeah. You never heard of Red Farm? Where is Red Farm? It sounds familiar. It's in Manhattan. Oh. Uh, they're Chinese restaurants, the likes of which you've never been. Oh, you're kidding. Nice Jewish boy. <laughs> anyway, his first wife, he's on number three now. She was supposed to work for me. And then Marty died that day, so she started a week later. Did he die suddenly? I'm, I'm sorry to no, bring it up. No, he had but... terrible cancer. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Terrible. He was very young. He was wow. 49. Wow. And the other one was 35. Holy so, cow. Anyway, um... Marty died, and I'm saying, oh, boy, what now? Now what? Yeah. Even though I had 51% of the business, he had 49, and at the end, he gave me the other 49%, and I remember saying to him, well, why don't we do 50-50? He said, no, Harriet, I have Dr. Martin R. Katz. This is yours. Yeah. And he taught me so much, that man, and... About running a business or? About everything. Yeah. About food, about what I knew a about lot about wine, food. About, yeah. But I didn't know about wine. He taught me about wine. Now I'm building this gorgeous wine cellar here. No In, in the apartment, yeah. Oh, wow. You know, when we, we do this thing, this, and we're going to start, I think, next month. I pretty know pretty, uh, a lot about wine. Yeah. But I can always learn more. But that's also a great thing when, when someone's asking you. Oh, yeah. You know what I want to So we have something that really nobody really has, this knowledge of food and wine that most people don't have. Right. 
And I, you know, anyway, so so what happened was that we had Melissa uh, join us. Cordy joined after college. Uh, after her I remember babies. her being a baby coming in, like really young. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she's fantastic. Yeah. Both of these girls book so much business, I can't tell you. So how I've scaled this company now is it's me. Then the next level is Melissa and Claudia. Mm-hmm. Then the next level is Janet. Janet's with me 18 years as well. Oh, wow. And Leslie. Leslie's doing a lot of the corporate work. She was Janet was my assistant until we moved her up. And then we went through a lot of not-so-nice. Yeah, of course. And we got Leslie. Been here 15 years. And uh, now she does the corporate. Janet does a lot of not-for-profit, corporate, social, everything. But she is, I work with her. Right. Um, and then we have Dana and Amanda as the next level down. They're oh, in their wow. late 20s. And, uh, and then we have Enza, who works with Melissa at the Hyatt as well. And now we have this um, lovely girl who just graduated from college in Boca. And she just started a month ago, and she's great. So we are, I have layered the, the company. There's always younger people. I was just going to say, that's, that's the key. I'm able to spend so much time with each client, you know, that I really get to know them intimately. It's great. I love that. And that's what it sounds like what you're doing. It's a real business. Yeah, of course. It's a major business. That's a major. I know. Um, we forgot about you. I know. You have to come back. I'd love we, to. we have what I love so much is that like the people I'm meeting today. Oh yes. Oh, by the way, if I just want want this to be said is that Harriet is is sick. She had food poisoning from sushi last night, and she's she's got a cold, and she got a suffering a, a knee, a, a, a toe operation. She's got an appointment at the Pierre. She has to leave in very soon. So this is all borrowed time. So I appreciate it so much, Harriet. So I just want to say, it was not only I who got food poisoning. Other people. Yeah. No, you uh, said one other person. One other person. Yeah. Well, I, so person. I've heard from. I haven't heard from the other. Oh, okay. That's and true. I had to call her and ask, "Are you okay?" Why are you asking? Because I'm not okay. No, I'm not okay, he said. Why was she afraid to say? Cause she... How do I know? Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> um, but I get calls. People, I did kids' bat mitzvah. Then I did her sweet 16. Then I did her wedding. Oh, no. And all the events around it. Yeah. Then I did her baby naming or her bris. Then I did a bar mitzvah for the kids. And now, wow. And now weddings. Doesn't it make you feel old? It does. You know what I have noticed um, in terms of the men dressing? When I was first starting, and I'm sure when you were first starting, every party that I did was black tie. Certainly every wedding it's I did was now. black tie. Although people are coming back to black tie. Yeah. The guys all look alike. Some people want long, some people want short, you know, for the women. Yeah, the women. Yeah. The guys. To me, it makes it. Even if it's black tie. Women, some were long and some were short. Right. There was a time that was only long. Then there was a time that was only short. Now women wear what they want. <laughs> but I find that parties are more casual in appearance in what the people wear. Yeah, like I, I did this fabulous party that's on my website that I love, and I was disappointed that the people weren't wearing black tie. Because that was the, but you know I what? I just they did said, an invitation Saturday it was in Fairfield, night Connecticut. It's like Connecticut, 
you don't wear a black tie in Connecticut. They were saying, right. <laughs> you know, they say you can be a multi-billionaire. It doesn't Bruce, matter. Bruce Plotkin, he's the one in Connecticut photographer that I dealt with. Oh yeah, you, you mentioned one before. No, I mentioned uh, Melanie Lust. No, not her. She's in Westport. She is spectacular. I don't know. I'll send you her. I'll Please. send you her information. Yes, He's we wonderful. should know her. She's great. You really should. She's really amazing photographer. So the secret to a successful wedding is giving them what they want within the realm of good taste. And most of the weddings we do, the people do have good taste. But then there are things that they want that are off the wall. Like I want an outdoor wedding. I don't care what the weather is. Well, that can't happen. I know people are crazy. 20 years ago, I had a wedding. They were so different from each other, these kids. One was not a kid. He was not a kid. Right. And they wanted to He was a lawyer. And I don't remember what she was. Teacher. And she only wanted outdoors. So we go. They found a place. They came and got me, brought me up to the place. It was called the Inn at Westport. We brought in a kosher caterer. Okay. Otherwise, they couldn't. They didn't have to do their food, and they didn't like their food. They didn't like it. Right. Um, she wants to get married outdoors at the water. And I said, and what are you going to do to protect your guests? And she said, we'll just run inside. I said, there's no way. I'm not doing this wedding. I refuse. And so it was a battle. She agreed that... At a certain point during the day, she would make the decision, and we would move it inside before, way before. The wedding day comes. The forecast is horrendous, <laughs> like I've never heard in my life. Right. It was, you know, major thunderstorms. Right. I got up there early, like 12. Like, what time no, is like, no, like 9 or 10. And I said to her, it's going to, and this wedding was called for 2 o'clock, and she wanted oh, okay. a black tie. And um, and I said to her, you have to move it inside. This is a major weather forecast. She said, I am not moving it inside. Wow. I said, well, you listen to me, little girl. <laughs> You're going to have a disaster. And I want to know at 12 o'clock whether or not we're setting up the ceremony inside. I will be right down here at this phone right here. We didn't have cell phones, so it was more than 20 years ago. Right. I will be waiting at this extension. And at 12 o'clock, she called me, and she said, we have to move it inside. I said, yes, <laughs> you do. So at 2 o'clock, guest starts to arrive, and at 2.30, the sky opens up like you have never seen in your life. Rain. This like, is literally when the, when the ceremony would have that, been. Exactly right. And everyone's sitting in black Correct. tie. Right. And, but we had them safely inside. Yeah. What was the end of the David K story? Oh. David Kay, we had all these boys. But you said he's, he changed... The face of Chinese food, and I, I had all these people in um, White Nero in... Um, oh, because they had never seen steamers. And nobody ever saw a steamer or dim sum before. They didn't know what it was. So, of course, it was like we were cutting edge. So this is David Kay, not, not David Chang. David Kay. David I Chang know. wasn't I, even I was alive. Thinking, I, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. David Kay drank, womanized, and drugged himself to death. It's really unfortunate because he was the most brilliant of all. Really? American or Chinese? No, Asian. Chinese. Wow. And, but it was, I was, um, when I left Vector, I went to work in my father's office, share an office space with him, and I needed new caterers. 
I was using, I don't remember who. And I got the name of Susan Holland. Mm. And as one of the three caterers. I just cannot picture you together. I know. But <laughs> we, and when I interviewed her, there was something about her that she had a Jewish sensibility and this bizarre downtown Soho look. Yes, exactly. With that pink, green, purple, yellow, and blue hair. And, and crew cut. Crew cut. And, but I liked her yeah. very much. And I called my husband and I said, I think I found the caterer for us. He said, invite her over. So came over that day and we had drinks together and we started talking. And that is where we came up with Peking Duck, my husband came up with it, which had been served in restaurants, but never at a party, right. never. And then we served it at the buffet. And then after that, we served it. And as what was people's reaction the very first time they saw Lord, flipped. They just kept coming back for more. Of course. <laughs> it was just an unbelievable thing. Yeah. And um, she was great. And we worked together for many years. We grew up in this industry together. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, we went our separate ways. Sure. We love each other. And we She's wonderful. She speaks so highly of you. Yeah, and, and I speak so highly of her. Yeah. I'm so happy she got married to this nice man. I know. Yeah. And she's the who yeah, she said he's retired. Them. And she says, but I can't retire. I, you she know, can't. Because I'd like to be able to retire so he can enjoy his a little more, but I got to stay in it. She's wonderful. And I just loved her. It's something we will always hold each other very dearly. Harriet, I will tell you one thing that, that, your time is incredibly valuable, and I truly appreciate you giving me this time. And I, oh, thank um, you, especially on a day like today. But I, I was not just, you know, trying to, you know, be sycophantic. I was, I, I really meant that. Like you have always been the creme de la creme in my mind. You thank know, you. Harriet Rosecast. Boom. Thank you. I try to be very fair. Oh, you've, you've, and, you've and, always and had I try, a and I don't. I've never heard a bad thing about you. Ever. Thank you, sweetheart. And I don't BS people. If I can't use your style, I can't use it. Yeah. And and now we have different styles too. You know, every every client wants something different. And well, we uh, had very different styles also because when I especially when I was young and I was coming up, I was dying to work with you. But my style was very almost kind of raw-ish. Right. Which maybe is wonderful now. It that may be yeah. very. It is one though. Yeah. So but we it, we should we should interview you. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, should come I in and see to. the office, you know, and do, and we'll interview. Start from scratch, yeah. I don't know where we'll be because we'll start construction and, you know, demolition and renovation and everything. Just let's not meet wherever you had the bad sushi last night. Oh, my God. <laughs> you believe? So, um, in the meantime, thank you very, very much, Doug. Um, I'm so happy that you came in. Oh, I'm delighted. Really this am. is really great. And you feel free to call me with anything. I'm happy to talk to you. Yeah, oh, I'm delighted. I was really thrilled that, that you wanted to And by to the way, yeah. I would love to have dinner with Ronnie Davis, too. He is very, very interesting man. Crazy. Oh, but I love himself. I told you we became golf buddies for yes. years. Like, never let me pick up a check or a, who he is. a fee he, or He anything. is a delicious man. He is. He, he really is a delightful He's a guy. very misunderstood man. Very misunderstood. I adore him. It has been lovely. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Harry. sweetheart. Thank you so much. Thank you. I can't believe we never. Ah! Did I ruin my hair? <laughs> no, it looks great. All right, you so I'm terrific. Here.